G'day Aussie Gridiron fans, welcome to another episode of G'day Gridiron, the 2023 off-season. Uh, <clears throat> we're back, today we're back and we're hilarious. Um, we have been crying off-stream here, um, so you're going to have to bear with us in the first part of this, but uh, let's start with Manjot. How you going today, mate? Uh, it's been good, I've been having a great week, you know, just being... Just been absolutely in awe, you know, a lot of birthday celebrations as we talked about last week. So yep. massive shout out to all my friends, you know, who who really just gave me the best birthday I've had yet. So massive shout out to all of them. Also shout out to Andre Reed uh, for reposting my Instagram post. That was an awesome moment. Massive yeah. shout out to him, the Hall of Fame. Huge. Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're a fan of mine. I, I'm glad. Thanks for the follow as well. Thanks for all the messages. So, yeah, massive shout-out to Andre Reed, his wife, Theresa, and the whole family, the all the Reeds. So, massive shout-out to them for giving me such a great moment. That's cool, man, Um Yeah, no, I, I couldn't believe, like, I, I don't know. I was, yeah, because I came back from the flag combine on Saturday, so I was, like, all knackered. I was like, oh, shoot, I need to do my 83 days until NFL season post. And then I was like, okay, I know Andre's definitely going to be the player because, like, I did – I always do, like, this thing where it's, like, I've got NFL players wearing a certain number. I always research it to make sure I'm getting, like, probably, like, a top five player all time on there and, like, or, like, a good current player. So then sure. I was just like, I'll do Andre. And then I'm like, okay – Andre liked one of my posts like a couple of weeks ago. So I know he oh. knows of my page a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I'm hoping he may see this one. And then he was like, what he was saying was, um, well, I couldn't believe. So I made the video, I posted it, like tagged him in. And then he, he like posted it to a story. Then he like followed wow. me. And then he, and then he like screen recorded the post. And then after screen recording the post, he put it up and he put up another story and he screen he screen recorded the post again to make it like Aww. a better ratio and to like, you know, make his wife like a collaborator or something. And That's then awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was really overwhelming to be honest. Like I'm like, shit, this is this yeah. is Andre Reed. Yeah, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I used to grow up watching this dude's like highlights on NFL films back in the day. And now he's like he like posting my Instagram work. I'm like, shit, this guy, man, we we've grown big. So yeah, I I did. We've sent a couple of DMs to each other. It, it's been crazy. That's so, awesome, yeah, man. You know, Andre. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you you watched him on NFL Films. I watched him. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It's oh, uh, Andre cool. Andre was a beast. Yeah, th- yeah, those highlights were so fun to make. Like I, I was telling. I think it was his wife I was replying to in the comments. And, and then he was, she was saying, like, who would you compare to him in the modern NFL? And I was like, he's got on uh, DeAndre Hopkins sort of hands. He got like Tyreek Hill's sort of agility. I'm like, that was just so unfair back in the day. Just for mm. someone to have those sort of skills. So, yeah, that was an awesome, awesome. awesome sort awesome. of awesome. Awesome. That's cool. How you doing today, Brad? Uh, now yeah. we're doing, hey, well, let's do a complete 250. How you going, Brad? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh man, it's yeah. If the listeners could just uh, heard a couple of our comments earlier, that would have been awesome. But I am doing great. I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you guys about some 
about some good football things and um i'm i'm excited to get into it and, and get going so awesome yeah yeah awesome well we got a we've only got a couple of things to do today we kept it nice and lean uh yeah we'll, we'll aim for a shorter one we'll aim for a shorter one that's let's let's just aim for a shorter mm. one and see if we can keep it under an hour um knowing the three of us probably not yeah I mean, look, we love football. We love to talk about. It. So we do. It's a bit hard to keep under wraps. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. All right, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a look at um, some rookie impacts uh, to start with. So we're gonna look at the rookies set to make the biggest impact for their teams in the 2023 season, and then we're gonna jump right over to uh, the tight end portion of our best team draft. We're looking at all of those those tight tight butts this week and we're doing a <laughs> three round snake draft instead of a four so it'll be a little bit quicker but that's uh probably good for everyone to be honest less of us yeah. is probably is probably a good thing today uh all right it's probably less of tight ends that's a better thing less tight yeah. ends yes there are less tight ends <laughs> uh all right <laughs> jesus this is going downhill quickly let's um let's get on to rookie impacts righto how about um Brad, do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah. Who, who have you got? Who have you got on your list there, mate? Throw one at us. Well, so, so I, I like to be a little bit controversial or different, uh, you know. And I, I think for me, the so and for our listeners to qualify, it's not necessarily. I'm not thinking statistical impact. I'm just thinking what's going to have the overall biggest impact on the team. What rookies will that? Uh, and what I was looking at, you know, in doing research for this, I really, one name kept coming uh, back to me and I kept thinking about it more and more. And I think it's going to have the biggest impact on a team is Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle for the Bears. Um, I, I, I think that he is going to be uh allowed justin fields to take that next step and we all know when a quarterback can take that next step that it has a massive massive impact i mean we saw it with i don't i don't want to get you know ahead of myself but we saw it with tristan worth when he came in for tampa bay and the season that brady had granted it was tom brady but uh you know worth as a rookie came in there and just did an amazing job and I would not be surprised if you see Darnell Wright really shore up that uh, that Bears offensive line and make a huge, huge contribution to them. So he would be probably my number one. Because, again, if you think about where you're starting to build a team, so many people outside of quarterback, what do they say? The tackles, offensive tackles. So uh, I, I'm giving it to Darnell Wright. Awesome, mate. That, I love that. Um of course, all the all the talk is usually about the big stars, the wide receivers, um, yeah. the yeah, the quarterbacks, um, uh, even one running back in particular. Um, mm. But to to start off with a with a tackle, that is that's great, mate. That's like that really is deep in the weeds, mm. and it is yes, I can see your point. Yeah. How he definitely does have a huge uh, impact to make on the Bears this season, um, and especially help Fields' game. Man, John, who are you got up? Honestly, I'm going to go with a defensive guy here. I think Will Anderson Jr. for the Texans. Now, he was the top Solid pick, yep. defensive player. Top defensive player in the draft this year, picked 
number three overall. The edge rusher coming out of Alabama. Very highly touted as the edge rusher, as we were talking about in our draft episodes. He definitely has a lot of building up to do, I would say, bulking up to do in the NFL, where he's really got to gain a bit of muscle here and there to compete against offensive tackles. But I think he can do it, and I think there's got to be some signs for the Texans where I think the Texans are going to get some a great player. They're going to get a generational player in Will Anderson. Like He's going to be that pass rusher that JJ Watt was for them, I think. And I think he'll have a great impact. I think defensive rookie of the year will be in his sights. I think there's a big possibility. I, I, if I was to offer stats prediction on his sack totals, I think between seven and nine sacks this year for Will Anderson Jr., kind of consistent with like a rookie Nick Bosa and a rookie Aiden Hutchinson we saw last year. So I think somewhere around that range, I think we'd see Will Anderson Jr. and his sack total this year. So you'll have a big impact with the Texans. Awesome, mate. Yeah, well, that's see there's there's two names that um that aren't the big right up the big top names that uh, everyone's talking about. And I'm gonna throw in a third. I was looking at defense as well. Uh, and I was looking uh, a bit at uh, Devin Witherspoon, the quarterback with the Seahawks. Um, mm. So he uh, he obviously goes on to a team where last year they drafted Tariq Woolen in the fifth round, uh, and he had a, a pretty stellar season for the Seahawks. And now he gets to pair up uh, with Woolen on that field, and they get to be running mates together in that secondary. Um, Pete Carroll said he saw flashes of Troy Polamalu in Witherspoon, which is high, high praise. Um, yeah, it is. And a big, big praise. And, and if he uh, lives up to even half of that, I think uh, he'll be an outstanding player, uh, especially this season for the Seahawks. Love it. Love yeah. it. Uh, I love that we none of us have picked the big names yet. But, Brad, what have, you, have, you got, uh, have you got another one for us? Yeah, I do. Um, again... Um, I, I'm going now I'm going on the defensive side uh, of the ball and specifically I'm going with a you've seen this team every time they have a great defense they usually have a lockdown corner and uh, we're talking the best coach in the NFL arguably of all time and so I'm picking uh, Christian Gonzalez with the cornerback for the Patriots mm-hmm. Um, I think Belichick is a genius, obviously. He's going to plug him in. He's going to build a secondary around what he can do. And I think Bill is smart enough. He's going to play to Gonzalez's strength. Um, The dude is just a a stud man-to-man cornerback. And like I said earlier, you you know, they had Ty Law, Revis, uh, Gilmore, so I think you're going to see Gonzalez. No, I don't want to label him a Hall of Famer, obviously, but I think he's going to have a huge impact. Because the and again, we're looking at it from okay, who's going to kind of alter that team and help them to progress and and have the biggest growth. And the Patriots have been in dire need of you know, some secondary help. So I think Christian Gonzalez is going to bring that to him, and you'll see a huge impact. Beautiful. Uh, Manjot, you got another guy there. Another yeah, rookie with gonna, a lot of impact. Let's see. Yeah. We're going to continue to run on cornerbacks here. <clears throat> so another awesome. another CB. Yeah. It's third one in a row. So I'm looking here. His dad played for this team. 
and now the son comes in and plays for this team. I'm obviously talking about Joey Porter Jr. at the Steelers. I think he has a good chance to succeed as a rookie. He has a very great pass rush and front seven in total. Up there in Pittsburgh, you got TJ Watt. You've got uh, Highsmith, of course, and then Hayward. All of these guys rushing the passer. You know what? That's going to make it a bit easier for the cornerbacks because the quarterback's going to have less time to throw. And for a guy like Joey Porter Jr., that's going to mean that there's more bad throws coming his way, and that might mean a couple more interceptions and more pass breakups compared to other rookie corners. So I'm looking forward to see a bit of... Joey Porter Jr. this year. I'm looking forward to see a bit of him this year. So, yeah, I think he can have a big impact for the Steelers' defense. They need a cornerback. I think him across Patrick Peterson, that that could be a decent duo there in Pittsburgh. Awesome. Very good. Yes. Um, And what a good story, too, uh, playing for the team that his father played for, getting drafted to that team. That's a great story that came out of the draft. All right, I'm actually going to go for uh, one of the wide receiver stars. Uh, And I'm going to... My own Minnesota Vikings and Jordan yes. Addison. Yes, so I think Addison is is uh, really set up well to have yep. a stellar season. His stats from out of college at Pitt uh, are pretty pretty amazing. Racked up three thousand one hundred thirty four receiving yards and thirty touchdowns in three seasons. The easiest way to set him up for success is put him on a team where you've just moved on from a, another wide receiver uh, who got a lot of ball just last season, uh, and that is, of course, the Vikings moved on from Thielen. He had 107 targets last season uh, as the number two there, and I think that uh, Addison is going to be set up to be able to get all of those targets and then some as Cousins starts to look for someone else to make defences pay for overcommitting to Jefferson, as, yeah. was, as was happening last year. A lot of the a lot of Jefferson's routes were sort of cancelled out uh, as he was uh, double-teamed, sometimes even tripled uh, in the backfields. And now we're going to have Addison there running an- another route, someone else for defences to really have to think about. Uh, and it's going to be great for him, I think, this season and then definitely going onwards uh, in the Vikings' O'Connell-led um, offence. Cool. Yeah, great cool. Um Let's go one more each. Brad, All right. you're up. Well, I, I, I mean, I've, I've given you guys two two chances to to grab him, but uh, I'm I'm not going to wait anymore. <laughs> I got I got to take my guy, uh, Bijan. Yeah, uh, I think. Oh, I, think I think we were I think we were leaving him for you, mate. Actually, yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, he's the obvious uh, one, you know, major impact dude. Bijan Robinson, running back Falcons. Uh, you know, Atlanta, even though they rushed the ball uh, what the most in the NFL last season, I, I think the impact that he is going to have is really going to take him to that next level. Uh, forget Tyler Algier and his, you know, 1,000-yard uh, rookie season. I think you're going to get uh, – the fact that Bijan can catch so well is – uh, he and he is the best all-around back. Obviously, he's probably sick of hearing it, but since Saquon uh, to come into the league, and I really think that they're going to use him in such a versatile way that uh, that it's going to be a it's it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to Falcon football will be must-see TV. He's up. He'd be my pick. He's my pick for rookie of the year, Brad. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. 
Of, or offensive rookie of the year, I should say. Yeah. I should put it offensive right. rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be big because uh, the last running back to win offensive rookie of the year was, of course, Saquon Barkley. Mm. He's very mm. much compared to. So, uh, yeah. Manjot, last one for you. Yeah, I've got to go with a big name as well. I know I put up a couple of defensive guys, so it's time for some offense. It's time for some quarterback, I reckon. And go. this guy, he's been impressing in training camp. From what I've seen, some of the things I post on Pastry Press about him in training camp definitely been showing off some great signs. I'm I'm thinking of Bryce Young here, cool. and there's been a lot made of him. There's been a lot made of his stature compared to offensive linemen, but I I think those concerns may be present early. But I think eventually, as the season goes on, Bryce Young will show us why he was a Heisman trophy winner why he was hmm. a baller at alabama why he was always in national championship teams like that's that's what i'm gonna see i mean i know he didn't win a national championship but still he was in the semi-finals every year or so except for his last season so i think you know bryce young he'll show the panthers the way and i think he can lead them to the playoffs i think he's a guy that really in a weak division he can really step up and take control and let the Panthers have a good run. So, honestly, I think Bryce Young would be a good fit for Carolina. I think he's going to show people what he's made of in his rookie season. Probably at the back half of the year, though, rather than the first half of the year where he's adjusting to the NFL. I think the back half of the year is where you're going to see Bryce Young really perform. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I, read a, I read an article about him in the OTAs saying that he even... Uh... Um, pointed out like an error in the way they they uh, either the descriptor uh, of a play or how they drawn it up on the board or something. So he's already as a rookie in OTAs making corrections. So he's dialed in. Yeah, that football IQ is off the charts, there, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to stick at quarterback for my for my last one and for our last one, and I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson, okay. of course, with the Colts. Um, I think Richardson is set up to possibly be one of the 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 best, if not the best, the top uh, QB uh, rookie QB coming out of this draft, and that is simply because of that Shane Steichen led uh, offense. Shane Steichen there, obviously there at uh, the Colts now as the head coach, um, and after what he basically did uh, with Jalen Hurts over the last few years, I can see. And the things that Richardson offers, I can see him really trying to uh, follow a similar mold or a similar blueprint uh, and adjust things to uh, Richardson himself. And I think he will have probably one of the, the better offenses around him to be able to mold that uh, in terms of being able to use his legs sometimes if he needs to also use other running backs, use wide receivers. Um, and I think the Colts desperately needed that sort of QB. Um, and it may hopefully work out a lot better for them um, than any of their, their previous QBs and their previous foray into uh, rookie QBs. When all fantasy football analysis starts to sound the same. First play of the game set the tone and that was a brown noise that made everyone shit themselves. Like that's what I was going to say in the GOAT segment, but I, I just I just forgot to say it. Make it Aussie. Mate, I'd like that to be struck from the record and uh, we'll forget uh, that you even said that. I, I've mossed him one too many times and he's like, no, nope, I'm done. Okay, one big one's are done. Great analysis. It was a better pass than Mac Jones did all day. Hot takes. Now firstly, 
standing ovation for Derek Carr. Just what a legend. Plenty of nonsense. And someone just pegs a dildo. <laughs> and lots of games. We all love seeing Maddie C lose in Stars of the Week. We're making <laughs> yes, it Yes, we do. Dominate your fantasy league Aussie style. Well done, Taylor. I'm not below <laughs> shameless self-promotion. Like, I think I've blown it at this point. This was a rookie mistake. Fridays and weekends all season long. Look, if it's a fucking primetime game, then he's a bit fucked, isn't he? Maddie, can I re-enter here? And uh, <laughs> I don't want that to be taken as a sexual window after I just talked about dildo. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. All right. Cool. Uh, let's get on to our best team draft. Let's do it. Of course, this is our our third round. So let's get on to our tight ends. Of course, for those that uh, haven't joined us before and are listening for the first time, this is not a fantasy draft. These are about the the way the players will perform in the 2023 season uh, on their teams. Uh, we will be using PFF gradings um, to keep track of all this. Uh, and it is about a team-building exercise for the three of us uh, and a little bit of competition. So... Brad had the first pick the first week for our running backs. Manjot had the first pick for our wide receivers last week. This week it is my turn with the first pick, and we're into hey. our tight ends. So, we're is in- there is there any any doubt in who you'll take? Well, mate, I don't know. Look, <laughs> in my <laughs> in my research during the week, I did come across a a PFF page. Uh, speaking of PFF where they had uh, PFF tight end rankings top 15 ahead of the 2023 NFL season, okay? So mm-hmm. they've got, they, they ranked them in tiers, essentially. There are three in the top tier, tier one, okay? Now, of course, yeah, three. See, this is where I got stuck, because number two was someone mm-hmm. I did not expect, um, and it'll be yeah. interesting whether or not he comes up here today. I, I don't know if Manjot's actually seen this list. He might have when he was trying to figure out who he's going to pick after you and I, Brad. So I was still tossing up a course between two, but I don't think there's any any doubt who I'm going to take. He is the top tight end in the league, and he has been for a number of seasons now. Uh, this man has an incredibly big brain. You can see it all over YouTube with little clips from him and Mahomes um, just, just figuring out defenses and coming up with plays on the fly. So, of course, I am going to take Travis Kelsey. He's a wizard. I mean, if this guy doesn't, doesn't become the best tight end of all time, then um, yeah, I'd be uh, absolutely amazed at this point. He's oh, he's definitely right up there in the, in the discussion. He's at the top, and he's obviously the best tight end of this generation. Yeah, definitely. But I think he just breaks. He, he's breaking a mold. Um, yeah, as well. He's he's redefined the 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 position. And yes, and I think you can actually see yeah. that it, it, without going on about him too much. But I think you can see that in the the rookies that are coming out um, now, especially this mm-hmm. season's rookies that are coming yeah. out, you can see there's a lot more of them in the college system that are taking the cues from guys from guys like Kelsey. Um, and, of course, who I, who I think everyone knows Brad is going to pick, um, you know, the other top tight ends in the league because these guys aren't just what tight ends used to be anymore. They are, they are pass catchers. They are, um, they are pass, the rush blockers. They're um, wide receivers in a sense as well. They're just they're all over the field, you know. So, um, so yeah. All right, Brad, pick two in our tight end draft. <clears throat> I mean, all right. So, put us out of our misery, mate. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was. I for me, it was. It, it was obvious. Um, I I think you got these two guys as one two, and then yeah. a, after that, I think it's a little bit of a coin flip. So Manjad, I don't envy you at the uh, the third uh, spot. But I'm uh, I'm going with Mark Andrews. Um, oh, tight end, tight end, Baltimore. I just I think that he is such a old reliable um, for Lamar that he's just gonna and they're obviously with a new offensive coordinator they're gonna they're trying to update the the offense and I think um, Mark is such a proven commodity that they're just gonna use him in new ways. You're not gonna see less of Mark. You're just gonna see Mark in in different ways. So I, I'm going with Mark Andrews. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. He's actually the surprise to me that was in that top that top tier. That yeah. Top three. Oh, really? I had not thought of him, and that's probably my bias more than anything. I just okay. tend to not pay attention to the Ravens, um, okay. and a lot of the the Lamar carry on made me even less want to listen to what's going on at the Ravens. Similarly yeah. to me, the last few seasons with, the, <laughs> with, and this is not just me as a Vikings fan, but similarly me as a. Uh, listening to anything that was coming out of the Packers when all the the Rogers drama is going on, it makes me want to not listen to anything that comes out of the Packers. So I think that's a little bit my bias, but that's a good pick. As I was reading up on him, Brad, very good pick still. Yeah, and you know what? One thing that surprised me about him is that he's only 27 years old. Um, Yes. For some reason, I just thought he was older. Yeah, he seems like he is way older, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Major, pick number three. In the tight end draft. Yeah, honestly, I was surprised by Mark Andrews at number two because I thought there was a... Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm not trying to say Mark Andrews is a bad player, but I no, thought no. there was a bit of a more obvious number two here. And I think, I think I've got to go with my boy... I just got his jersey as well, George Kittle. I reckon he's oh, got to. I reckon on. he's got to be second. He's got to be second after Kelsey because. Oh. No, and it, I think Major like the. The, the the info that I've read through the week says it uh, explains exactly why he's not actually second after Kelsey, and it's just the the amount of targets, the amount of numbers that he gets uh, because of their more traditional offense. Um, yeah. Whereas Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey get a shit ton of ball. Um, Kittle seems to play that more traditional inline tight end sort of yeah. So so he has to sort of and he's got to compete with a lot more weapons. Like that's yeah, just obvious, I reckon. So. Yeah, I reckon that's there's that, but also when you're looking at, we're talking about total football, so I guess in fantasy, that that sort of aspect matters a bit more. But when yeah. we're talking about like PFF grades and that sort of thing, mm. I'm thinking more the complete sort of player where his blocking skills are unmatched amongst tight ends. His receiving skills are up there with Kelsey. If he got as much ball as Kelsey did, he'd have similar numbers to Kelsey. If he had even like average yep. number of receptions, he would probably have the same sort of numbers as Kelsey. His yards per catch, his yards after catch are amazing. Like Kittle in that offense, and especially if you watched him with Brock Purdy last year, where he was way more open. He had way more deep balls. He actually had his highest number of touchdowns in his career with a seventh round rookie QB in Brock Purdy. That was 11 TDs he had last year in the whole season. Most of them with Purdy down stretch. So I think where I'm looking at with Kittle is I think his receiving numbers will improve with better quarterback play. And I think if Brock Purdy or Trey Lance 
being there compared to a Jimmy Garoppolo who's more conservative thrower to your wide receivers. I think more for Brock Purdy or Trey Lance who may need to lean more towards a guy like Kittle, more of a safety blanket there. I think that's going to really help Kittle and his receiving numbers. So that was where more my ter- my thought process was with him being at number two with Kelsey at one. But, you know, if Andrews was there for me, I would have taken him as well. So, you know, they're three quality tight ends. I think all three of them definitely in the top tier in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we may as well move on. Uh, pick number four is back to Manjot. Because we are in a snake draft. So, Manjot, what is uh, what is your TE2? Who is sorry? Who is your TE two? Let's me. Yeah. What? Well, just listen to me, would you? That's disgusting. Uh, who is your TE two? <laughs> yeah. Who's my second tight end? Yeah. Um. Look, when when we're talking about the draft order, just because I know I I've gone into a bit of it over the course of this series, but getting the third pick, I know you guys were like, oh, we're going to get the top two tight ends, but what I'm thinking is maybe getting the third and fourth tight end might work out in my favor. So I think with pick number four, getting the first shot at my second tight end, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa! He had a great great season last year with with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts and Goddard formed this great combination up there. He's been a touchdown machine. I think I think Goddard this season as well, I think his blocking is going to improve even more. I think with what he's really done with the Eagles, even though he didn't have as many touchdowns, he's not really a touchdown machine, as I just said. He only really had three or four touchdowns the last few years. But I think where he can be great is that blocking skills. And I think with that run game that the Philadelphia Eagles have, his blocking skills are definitely on show. I know their offensive line is amazing, and you don't need him to block, but even then, like he can show off those blocking skills in any formation. So I think getting Goddard at four, I know it's a bit of a reach, but I think his receiving numbers go up a little bit this year. I think you're going to see a couple more touchdowns from him, and I think you know, more familiarity with Hurts will improve his receiving game as a total. And his blocking skills will improve as well with that run game being so great. Yeah, you're surprised by that, Brad? I, I am. I mean, I, I don't fault Goddard. I think he, I think he's a, yeah. he's, a, he's a great pick, just not at that spot for me personally. Um, so I, I just have a – I like – it's more I like the guys that I put ahead of him. Um, more than they don't like. Garbage. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, they are they are the guys you you were you were picking ahead yeah. of, so that's right. that does make right. a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's fair. I mean, look, after the top three, there is a huge like tier break there at tight end where it's really tough to choose who would be who it would be at four. So yeah, there's a lot of guys. I had between five or six guys. So. I just chose Goddard because I think he has potential to improve even more on what he was the last couple of seasons, especially last year when he had his best season. So I think there's room for improvement for Goddard, which can be scary for for this mm. sort of list. Yeah. Can be. Mm. All right. Uh, Brad, you have pick number five in the tight end okay. draft. Who are we going? Yeah, this, this, 
This is this is hard because I had the I'm trying to choose between my three or four, my number three or my number four. I was not expecting either one of them to be here. Um, so I'm uh, on just I'm on the snake, Brad. So remember, I've got two picks coming up next. Ooh. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and, and 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 I can guarantee you one of yeah, exactly. I know, I know. Um, all right, so I I am. I'm going with my my boy. He was the first tight end in over 50 years to have an 1,000-yard receiving as a rookie, although he sucked last year, but I believe it's going to be a oh. bounce-back year for me. I'm going oh. with Kyle Pitts. Wow. wow. That, is a, that, is wow. A big, that is a big swing. Yeah. That's a yeah, full call. It, it is. It is. I, I mean, there's no doubt about it. His sophomore season, he stunk it up. I mean, his he he did not come through. He, and he, I think they they were so bad that he they pulled him out a little bit because of the injuries and that type of thing. But um, with this, uh, with their dynamic offense that they're doing, I think he's gonna be back. He's gonna be healthy. And I think uh, you're really going to see a return to form from like his rookie year. So I'm, I'm, you're right. It's a big swing. I'm banking a lot on him rebounding, but I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. Uh, Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that the um, the lack of quality quarterback is what will actually help him? I do actually, because what do quarterbacks do when they are under pressure and not as proficient at throwing downfield? They dump it off to the tight end. Mm. So, I I, like it. I, yeah, I think that in terms of production, I think, he, and with Bijan there, um, I think you're just going to see some really dynamic stuff coming out of him. Yeah, do you think with Bijan there as well, do you think his blocking grade will go up as well in PFF? He was using PFF numbers. Do you think his blocking skills will go up? Well, I I think coming into his third season, um, you know, tight end is one of these positions where it takes a long time to develop. It's it's probably probably longer than any other position, really, in terms of you see a, it's not very often that you see a tight end come in in his first year or two and really have the production. Uh, that he had in, in in his first year, so I'm and it's the blocking that does take at, at the NFL that takes a long time to get down. So I'm hoping that if he can progress with the blocking, then that'll just take his game to the next level, and I think he will. Yeah, every fantasy owner better hope you're right because it's a lack of quality tight ends, and Kyle Pitts could be a steal. So every fantasy owner is hoping you're right. <laughs> Boomer bo- bust. Boom or bust, exactly. All right. Mine's probably a little less boom or bust. Uh, I have picked number six in our tight end draft. Um, and I'm going for a guy. If I told you, I don't know whether Manjot, Manjot might know this uh, in, in his stats brain. This guy, this tight end, uh, trailed only Travis Kelsey in receptions for the 2022 season, including the playoffs, which resulted in the second most yards from the position. Oh, is this is this Hawk? It is, mate. Hawkinson? It is. I am going full Homer, and I'm going to pick <laughs> TJ Hawkinson from the Vikings. Love it. Um, Love it. He had 123, t- and of course, he was a mid-season trade from Detroit Lions, where he was utilised um, amazingly well at the Lions. 
at the, the beginning of last season. Then he came over to the Vikings in a trade, um, in a spectacular pickup for the Vikings, to be honest. Uh, and then he he really picked up in the O'Connell offense, and they used him as a as a mammoth man, as a as a, a big man coming through the middle there, um, and someone that because um, he's incredibly tall as well. Uh, he's six foot five, so that he they used him for for cousins to be able to check down to, as Brad was saying with Kyle Pitts, um, which might be happening with Kyle Pitts as well. Yeah, so cousins checked down to. So he had 123 targets, 86 receptions last season, 914 receiving yards, and six touchdowns. So I think uh, Hawk is is really in a spot that he can go even better in 2023. Uh, with a bit more gel and a bit more going on in that offense um, and a bit more coming together. Uh, and especially with the quarterback situation in terms of Kirk Cousins, uh, this possibly being his last year with the Vikings, he'll want to be out to prove something. So I think he will be really targeting uh, receivers as much as possible. So we're on to... I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, we're on to pick number seven in the tight end draft. I am on the snake, so it is me with pick number seven. Um, and you know what? True to form for me in these drafts. In our running backs, I took a bit of a flyer on my RB4, and I went with Brees Hall. Contentious to some people, it turned out, boys. Mm. You boys agreed with me, but others did not. Uh, I took a little oh, bit Maddie. of a... Yeah, shout out to Maddie C., who's apparently... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't like my pick, and he told me so. But that's fine. Opinions are okay. Um, Constructive opinions are okay. If you just want to be a dickhead about it, don't be. Um, I took a bit of a flyer with my wide receiver four in Garrett Wilson. So I'm going to take a bit of a flyer on my tight end three. It's not another incredibly young guy, another fresh rookie. I came across this guy today, some info on this guy today. Uh, as I was scrolling through news items and, and looking for things to talk about today. And there was a report that he was trying to play, or they were trying to use him in more of a receiver role at a tight end this season. He has been a bit of a gadget player for his team over the last couple of seasons, playing many, many, oh. many, many different positions. But of course... He has a new quarterback there this season in Derek Carr. So I'm going for Taysom Hill from the same. (laughs) This is wild. No, when he said many positions, I was like, I know it's Taysom Hill because he was always listed as a tight end in fantasy. So he's going to have to be listed as a tight end here. So that was a good pick. So the big thing thing was here, I came across a story today. Where they were talk- he was talking in an interview about the fact that they are looking to use him more, more of his receiving, or uh, yeah, get more receiving out of him this season, um, and that I think comes a lot from the Derek Carr, uh, at, from having Derek Carr at quarterback, um, and of course Derek Carr is a good quarterback, so yeah, you have to believe that he's going to get a lot more than he has in previous seasons. They're gonna, they're gonna. I think they're gonna do away. He's not gonna do, take snaps because you got Derek Carr and you got uh, Jameis behind him as well. So there's no way Taysom takes snaps, um, mm. and they're gonna try and use him less of his his rushing. Uh, but even if they do, that still ups his PFF grade anyway. The receiving really caps it off. 
Uh, and I can see probably a lot more receptions, maybe even a lot more uh, touchdowns from Taysom Hill this season, especially if they use him the way that they should have used him or the way that he was used, what, Manjot, two, three seasons ago when when he was an, he was an absolute wizard in fantasy because he was listed as a tight end and yeah. you were picking up a guy was... that was that was like the same rushing ability as, as the running backs. So Yeah. Yeah, I reckon that was 2020 or 2021. Yeah. I think with Breeze there, yeah. He, he was incredible. So, you know, I like to pick, you know, going left field. There's not many elite tight ends in the league, as we've been discussing, across both this show and Aussie NFL Fantasy, where we're always shitting on tight ends here and there. So, I think, you know, taking a flyer on a guy like Taysom Hill may not be a bad choice, because with his positional versatility, his different levels of skill sets he could be used all over the field so yep. it's interesting and if you pair him up with the right coach later on in the series now that coach can really scheme something up with the wizardry going on there i think so too so i'm going to some hill for oh, better for, for better or for worse yeah, yeah. Uh, all right uh we are back to brad for pick number eight in the tight end draft all right, so I wasn't expecting this guy to be here. Um, <laughs> we've I mean, we've magically ended up with Brad's ended up with all three guys that he wanted because we. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm getting three of my top four. So, so wow. either I am an, I'm an idiot or you guys are one of the two. So, <laughs> I think it's probably me. You did pick uh, top hits. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Go. Who, who have we got, Brad? Yeah, so so this guy, it, when he's healthy, he's fantastic, and he he was great in 2019 and 2020. But he's getting a little old. He's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, but if he can bounce back, uh, and which I think he will, simply because, again, his team he they are short on wide receivers, so he is going to be a go-to guy. He's got a new team this year that's right i'm talking about the new york football giants and darren waller so yeah. i'm i'm going with waller i think you know hopefully if he can put the injury bug he, he missed so much of last season uh with the hamstring injury um but i think with a new t a new place daniel jones loves the tight end so i'm i'm thinking big things are going to be happening with Ooh. waller even though he's turning 31 uh, this season. Interesting. It is. That's that's not a bad pick. Not a bad mm. pick. Yeah. He definitely. Of course, is it's in... not a bad pick. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is in that third tier list uh, on PFF rankings. Um, okay. So it's a hard. It's a very hard tier to pick which guy will succeed. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. all very similar. So. Um, so yeah. All right, Major. The last and ninth, the ninth and last pick uh, in our tight end draft for our best team. Uh, hit, hit us with it, mate. Let's go. Who you got? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tough one, you know, going down all the way to tight end nine. That is some depths of hell right there. <laughs> with, with how bad this position has been, there are some depths of hell we're going down here. But looking at it, I think. Just looking at some of the names, I'm going to list them because I've got the last pick. So I know none of you guys can snipe them. So Stop guys, listing the names. For me. You ruined my content. 
yeah. All right. There's three guys I've got in in contention right now. So I've got Prep Pat Fryermuth from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hard yeah. name to pronounce for me, apparently. Dalton Schultz from the Texans, and I'm I'm gonna throw one out there. Maybe even a Dawson Knox from the Bills. Which so those are the three guys I've got in contention. And there's a lot going on with all three of them. They've all got three very different, very unique situations going mm. on. I think I think there is one though that I think where he doesn't have too much of a threat to his role. Uh he's definitely the tight end number one. He has a younger QB. And looking at it, I think Pat Frymuth is the right pick here. And where I've seen him, he's grown quite a bit in terms of targets, in terms of the amount of ball he's been getting the last couple of years from year one to year two. His targets went up. I think this is where you see a guy like Kenny Pickett, he's going to rely on someone like Pat Frymuth. Despite all the great receivers they have, they're still pretty young, Pittsburgh, especially for young quarterback. The entire receiving core is young. And I mm. think with a young tight end like Pat Frymuth, he can really benefit from that. I know they got Najee as well, which can also help him out, you know, give him a few more blocks, get, allow him to develop that blocking skills. So for his third year, I think Pat Frymuth could be a decent go here for the Steelers. And at tight end number nine, I'm not too fussed about where I'm getting him. I think I think it's a decent value for Pat Frymuth. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with this one. So I'm going to go with Pat Frye move. Who, who are you picking, Manja? I, I haven't heard you say his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can Pat I just, can I just say, right this time? <laughs> for, for any of our, for any, if there's any Steelers listeners out there, it would, I'll just throw in a, uh, move. <laughs> yeah, I was going to throw in one too. Uh, yeah. Not a bad pick, mate. He's a good. <laughs> no, good I young think he's kid. He, he's got a high floor. Uh, is what is what I like about him. So yeah. I, I I think you're right at that spot. Um, I think he's as good as any guy out there. The one guy that I felt like you left his name off. I apologize if you did say, it, but I don't think you did. Um, was is David Njoku for? Uh, oh, I didn't say his name. Yeah, no, I didn't okay. say his name. Good, good okay. pickup though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he. He would have been Frymouth and Ninjoku would have been my ones that I would have had to choose from in your spot. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think great pick. Yeah, on Ninjoku though, he's in a very interesting spot. I would say with the Browns, mm. where mm. it de- really depends on Deshaun Watson and where yes. he's going to be playing. And they also got some great receiver talent in Mari Cooper and Elijah Moore coming in. So yeah, that's going to be real. You can't real trust the Browns. Spot. You can't trust him yeah. in that spot no. with him. Yeah, it's not really. Well, you yeah. can't. You can't. You can't trust any of their receivers. You can't trust their running backs. You can't trust. And it's not saying you can't trust them to play the game. You can't trust their numbers, their production, because you just right. don't yeah. know. You don't know. Yeah. It's such an unknown. Um, and it is because the the skill set of their QB is still such an unknown. He yeah. Had, It'll be interesting to see where where he goes if he gets drafted uh, in in our round when we do quarterbacks. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's for next yeah. week. We'll that's see. For next week. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. There is uh, probably two other names there, or there's three, but I don't know if. I, I, let's see if I can butcher this one from the Titans, and I'm sorry. Uh, 
A Konku? Uh, a Konku? Yeah, Chig. Like, uh, a Konku. Yeah. 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 Chigosum a Konku. Jesus. I think I need oh, phonetic yeah, yeah, I need phonetic spellings on, on shit. This is ridiculous. And I'm sorry to yeah. people that it's just I don't I want to butcher it's a Konquo. I don't a want to butcher names, Konquo. but I did. Anyway, hmm. uh Evan yeah. Ingram is probably another one. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. so he is good and he is in a good spot, Evan Ingram. Um he'll probably have another good season, but you just don't know how how good because of uh their offense. Um Anyway, let's uh let's let's uh let's recap, boys. Let's recap. So, uh, tight ends for me on my team, I have Travis Kelsey, T.J. Hawkinson, and Taysom Hill. Brad went second today. He has Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and Darren Waller. Manjot went third. He got George Kittle, Dallas Goddard, and picked up Pat Frymuth at the end there. So, I reckon Ian wins this one. I'll, I'll give the win to Ian just because Kelsey's there. Just and, yeah, and, and I agree. Hawk, for Taysom yeah, Hill. Hawk You're giving it to me for Taysom one. Hill, aren't you? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, Hawk is an amazing I did also have to pick a Saints whole... player just for Brad. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty happy that I got Hawk. I actually thought yeah. one of you two were going to pick that in that, in that, second, um, in that second round because you yeah. were both picking oh, okay. He was in consideration. So, um, I really did. So, uh, our teams are looking pretty good. So we're three rounds in, boys. Uh, Manjot, are you pretty happy with how your team's looking right now? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I think my draft strategy is very, very interesting to look at because, I mean, looking at it like the running backs I have are all pretty, a pretty old, old slash in their prime. So they're gonna really produce. The wide receivers, you got some, you got you got Jefferson, and then a few studs here and there like Adams and all the other guys I picked up. I can't remember off the top of my head, but CD, CD, I, I and Debo. Some, yeah, CD and Debo. Yeah, another couple of studs there. So pretty happy the wide receiver core. Tight ends probably my worst position in group by far so far. But looking at that, I mean, I'm not too fast getting Kittle and got it. I think that was not too bad of a duo. Primus, all right. So, look, I'm probably, if I was to rank my team, I'd rank the wide receivers number one, the running backs number two, and the tight ends number three. So, that that's what I'm looking at for my team. Brad, how are you feeling about yours so far? Uh, I, if, if, if they pan out, great. I'm taking a lot of big swings. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think honestly, you have taken the most swings. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I, is. I, I, I think I have, and so so yeah. If they can live up to what I think their potential could be, then then absolutely, I'm I'm looking great. Otherwise, I'm going to be a distant third. I think your team's got the biggest upside. Is probably the best yeah. way to put that. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's being kind. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling pretty happy about mine. I think I feel like uh, I at least two out of every one of my position groups, two picks in every one position group, I'm really happy about, and the other two. I think are the flyers, um, and I like Brad. I'm really hoping that they just pan out and that there's a, a lot more upside to them. Um, yeah, you guys have taken a lot more risks than me. I will say over the first three drafts, I think I've gone a bit more conservative to start off this series. So may change, may not. We'll see how I feel at at times. But yeah. So, so you, what you're saying is you just you're worried about being beaten by Brad and I. 
Yeah, I am. I think <laughs> is that, is that what you heard, Brad? Because that's what I heard. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, I actually loves am. a good meeting. Yeah, beating. I think I might be. <laughs> yeah, I might. Be I didn't say that. Much, you know? <laughs> yeah, I might be sitting back and waiting, letting you guys take some of the higher offside players, and I might be missing out on a few guys. So I'm really liking you two so far for taking all the risks, and I think. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm so conservative, but that might also cap my ceiling a little bit. So, well, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be. You know, when when you when one person zigs, you got to zag, and so yeah. Know. I mean, you've got to take a complete two fifty sometimes, Brad. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be taking some two fifties. Trust me. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, exactly. Wait, just just look out for the ten eighty though. <laughs> that's right <laughs> Tony uh, <laughs> another another interesting question just before we break here next week of course is our QB draft which is another, mm. another three round snake draft for our QBs as I said at the start we're going to total uh, PFF grades up just to see how everyone's going yep. does does your the, the, the team that you've picked in these last three rounds does that affect which QB you might go for? That's a great question. Um, oh. Well, considering considering I took uh, Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts, I'm not taking the Atlanta quarterback. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I was um, going to mention that, Brad. You, you're very Falcons heavy this yeah. sort of season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, no Ritter for me. Uh, no, I think. Uh, no, I don't think it's going to factor in. I'm I'm going to take the best player. Right. Man, John, yeah. any thoughts to that? Yeah, I think for me, I'm probably going to have to take the best player. I might I might also, just to add, I might also be a player down, considering Dallas not on a team right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could, I could very well be a player down on everyone, but that might help my averages a little bit. Because I have less players, but well, we might be. You never know. If we get to the season and you're still down a running back, uh, we might be kind to you. So, oh, give me a wave of wire pickup. Might yeah, give you a wave of wire. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see when we get that far down. Though you're going to have to wait. It I'll, out. I'll go safe on quarterbacks. I'll go safe on quarterbacks. Make sure they have a team this time. <laughs> Righto. Yeah, well, of course, so when we get there, Brad's got first pick next week. Manjot's at two, and I am at three for quarterbacks. Um, I'm not so worried about being at three. I do get pick three, four. Uh, I get three, four, and nine, which is not so bad. Um, but I'm not so worried, I don't think, at three. I think there's a lot of... There's there's a, there's a couple of... Again, like tight ends, so I think there's a couple of quarterbacks that'll go straight away. Um, mm-hmm. But I think after that, there is a, a drop-off, and then everybody is in a very a very packed level altogether. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we're dominated by one conference as well. Of course, yeah, the yeah. AFC conference being so stacked. So, yeah. all right. Great, boys. Another great one. Um, Absolutely. So, if everyone wants to check out our socials, at Get A Gridiron on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. Uh, I have been trying to post a bit more lately. Um Check out Manjot, who's still doing his 100 Days to NFL Countdown. What are we at? We're on Thursday, Manjot. What uh, what number are we at on Thursday? Yeah, so with Thursday, it would be 78. 78. Yeah, 78, 78 days, days to, to meaningful NFL football. 
Um, yeah, I think today's countdown was Bruce Smith, number 78, the only 200 sacks club member. So, yeah, yeah you're going to see his 200th sack if I can find it. If not, then you would have seen all his great career highlights. So, hopefully, Bruce, if you're seeing that, hopefully you see it. So Excellent. Yeah. Well, um, yep, so that's you check that all out on Manjot's channel at Pastry Press NFL. Uh, also, check out our other boys, Aussie NFL Fantasy. So, um the boys are back uh, back this week, Major, doing stuff. You should be. Oh, I think it's next week or the week after. Matty, of course, is overseas. He he successfully completed a a massive run, um, which was huge. He updated us all yeah. on the way. Uh, so that's good on him for that. He's on holidays as well uh, in in the motherland, in good old UK. Motherland for us, not for Brad. Um, not for you either, actually. <laughs> or for either. me. Motherland for me, but technically that's New Zealand, so let's just... (laughs) Um, The motherland's everywhere. The motherland is everywhere. We are the motherland. Um, Yeah, so check us out there on socials. Uh, Of course, check back in uh, next week for another episode where we will be going through our quarterback draft and we will be talking as as a bit of a... uh, I guess we'll give everyone a bit of a sneak peek. We're going to be talking wild NFL conspiracy theories. So we're going to have a bit of <laughs> a bit of fun at the start of the show. Maybe we might put that at the end of the show, actually. Maybe we might do the conspiracy theories last. Let's just mix it up a bit. That might be a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I almost want to bring in some of the other boys in for some wild NFL conspiracy theories. I think it'll be fun. Why not? Um, but we'll see where we go. All right. Uh, until then, see you later. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys.